from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBHM, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, we are still in the afterglow of E3, but Jeremy's got the top 10 Game Builder Garage games, and I got a bunch of games from the E3 sales. New house, who dis? No! sweet so i like it welcome to nintendo main podcast episode 276 your place for nintendo fans talking about shit they got from the e3 sales and such and all that and some of us not having as much time to play as much as we'd like to i had a, i had a dream the other night that i wanted to talk about on this this is not really related to any of the topics i guess but it just it was kind of like that dream that jeremy said he had about the uh about the switch that has the turbo button Mm-hmm. It was like kind of like almost as ridiculous as that. I had a dream that the Switch Pro was actually a PlayStation Vita Pro. It wasn't really the Switch. <laughs> it was a new version of the Vita. Whoa. And and it was and that was what was selling. And the AEW wrestling game was only going to be on the PS on the PS Vita. So and this and all of a sudden this was like announced in like one day. So I had to run to like Target or whatever to try to get it reserved because I'm like, oh fuck, so AW is going to be on one, only on this one fucking system, so I have to buy the PS Vita to play the stupid game. So I go there and I'm, I'm like going, you know, tr- going through all the aisles, like trying to find this fucking PS Vita Pro or whatever. And there were these, uh, there were these people that work there. You know, I was like wearing my mask and all that, you know, because that's how you had to had to wear your mask. But apparently, I was making like faces with my eyebrows, like to in some sort of suspicious way, and they ended up like kicking me out of Target because they thought <laughs> I was like a dangerous character, and I had to like find a way to break back in to get the PS to P- get the PS Vita Pro. <laughs> it was it was stupid, but I thought it was funny. Maybe had, you should get a Vita. Yeah, yeah, right. The the Vita Pro, that's the real one. That's what they're actually working on. It's not the Switch. It's the Vita Pro. Yeah, it was just a silly, silly dream. And they had all that. these parts left over from the PS5s. Like, yeah, let's make a Vita it, Pro. It, it would take me like an hour to talk about it, but I did have this. I had this crazy, crazy dream the other day where there was like this Super Nintendo game that was found that nobody had heard of, but it turns out that it was actually there was this whole like satanic cult like it revolved around this video game, and we were shooting a documentary about it. And uh, somebody was like playing it, and like Fred Savage was there. He was like in the he was in the movie, and uh, I, f- I forget who else. It was Fred Savage and Jim Carrey, and Jim Carrey was like, I was trying to talk to him, and he like wouldn't speak in like words. He'd be like me, 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 like that whenever I saw him, and it was talking out of his butt. It was it was really weird, yeah. But this whole time, I like I I left my my audio equipment by the door of this of the shoot. And I kept trying to go back and find my Pelican case, and I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. And like the more I kept walking around this uh, this location, everything kept getting weirder and weirder. And like more demons started showing up, and there were like portals like happening. And like this, there was this big like a uh, pyramid that had like fire coming out of it. And there was like, and there was a big like 
haunted whirlpool and I had to crawl through like this tunnel with all these zombies like trying to eat me and stuff. It was ridiculous. It was like the most like one of the most vivid dreams I've had in a really long time. <laughs> and it it almost looked like it almost looked like Doom at times, like that, like old, you know, old like uh you know, bit graphic type thing and it was incredible. And, and Sounds I, like you've been working really hard and sleeping really <laughs> heavy when you get a chance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had a lot of dreams about audio audio stuff, but yeah, this one You're was dreaming like this. about playing video games because you don't have as much time. But it was like a documentary about this <laughs> game and this and it ended up becoming like this it was like a it was like a conservative cult thing almost. And Trump was there for a second because this one lady who was a producer, she wanted him to like approve everything that we shot and there's like I left and they just started miking people and I'm like oh but I don't have the right mics I need to get them on the other one and then there was this one this one guy was like hey uh, Donkey Kong's too loud and I'm like hey Donkey Kong's a big a big ape man that's why he's too loud what do you expect he's big and he yells all the time it was ridiculous but it was so yeah you should have saw the demons looked really cool in that and and like the, the graphics on the stream were amazing and the front door the like the front door of where I went into the location kept like changing and changing and it became like this big like black vortex tornado thing that I had to like walk through and yeah it was cool <laughs> it was like doom mixed with Shin Megami Tensei and like all this other shit and and you know and movies and Super Nintendo games and yeah it was it was something but yeah that was that was my crazy dream that I had but we are your hosts I'm Trey no deluxe for me Johnson Jeremy double dipper Mikowski I'm John. No, knitter. It's no double nose, double dipping. Double dipping is the best dipping, right? Yeah, you got to say no more. But before before I forget, my my middle name, no deluxe for me, and I feel like such an idiot for not doing this. This is in our news, but in case we don't get to it, uh, they they announced that there's going to be like two, you know, a deluxe edition of Shin Megami Tensei Five. And it was going to have like the 100 page demon book that I wanted so badly. And I was like, oh, I want to buy that. It's like $120, but you come with it comes with this 100 page hardcover book, you know, which is worth like 50 or 60 bucks. So I don't mind. And then it's like sold out the next day. I should have just like marked because they wouldn't have even charged you yet, right? If you would have just like pre ordered it through Amazon. Like, do they charge? Do they charge you before? Like, I didn't, I was just like, I've been spending like so much money on audio stuff for this, for this job that I've been kind of like, you know, I'm not really, I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, I'm just trying to make it to the next check or whatever. So it's like, uh, so I didn't do it yet. Cause I was like, well, I'm trying to save some, some money, you know, cause I'm have, buying all the shit that, that they need or whatever. And, uh, and it was like, um, yeah. And, I, and I'm like, I really want that thing. And then it was like, it's like gone like that. I should have just fucking reserved it. So dumb, but it looked cool. There's like a steel book and there's like a bag and. I really just wanted the the comprehensive demon demon compendium, which is which is in there, and yeah, it sucks. It sucks that I didn't jump on it. I should have just jumped on it. So that's why I say no deluxe for me. But I did. Uh, aside from being incredibly busy, I did find some time to play games, and I did buy some E three sales stuff. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> Played the Ease demo, like we talked about that last week. Uh, Ease the Ease nine demo came out. Uh, you can get the whole three, get through the whole thing in about twenty minutes. It's not really that long. It's two different. It's basically two different dungeon scenarios, and you get to play them for two for ten minutes, and then they cut you off at ten minutes. 
But there's there's bosses in there if you can find them. There there are like full on bosses, and you can switch between the three characters that you have. And each dungeon you get different characters to use. So if you want to kind of play around with some of the characters that are in there, I don't think it really does any justice to like ease or the ease series whatsoever because it's just kind of like you know you'll just feel like it's a hack and slash thing. It doesn't really. You don't get to the point where you you know where you have to do like the dodges and stuff where it gets you know where the game gets harder, which I thought it was more fun. Where you do kind of the witch time thing that you would do in like uh, Bayonetta, you know, where you can like dodge and slow time down and stuff like that. Where you really get into the to the meat of like the of the f- battle system and all that. It, you won't really get that from this. You'll just kind of like just get to play it, walk around, and be like, oh, this is what it feels like. And there's not really any like story beats or anything like that. But you can climb walls and you can do like kind of like the whatever you would call it, like the Batman move where you like jump from one thing to another, to another, like up high, like that type of thing. Kind of reminds me of like a Spider-Man, Batman, like, you know, looking down on everybody type thing. It's a shame that there's not like some sort of thing that you can do that'll carry over into the game, which there are actually two demos coming out this week that are going to do that, which I'm pretty excited to play. Like we talked about already, uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2 is going to have a demo that's carrying into the game, but also... The other one, uh, The World Ends With You, is also going to have a demo that carries into the game that comes out this Friday as well. So that's pretty awesome. There's two, like, you know, fairly big RPG releases that are getting free demos. So I think that's great. And for anybody who, you know, I know you guys thought that you said that you're, like, kind of interested in The World Ends With You stuff. You could try it out. And if you like it, you don't have to play that again. It goes into the game. And I would expect that it's probably around two or three hours. That seems to be how most of those are. It'd be cool if it was like the Dragon Quest one where it was like 10 hours, but that was yeah. like an exception to the rule there. You know, that one was much I mean, better. It worked on, in my case, I bought that game. Oh yeah, those those 10 hours were great. Or Well, it, it was technically, I say eight hours because it took me eight hours to get to it. But it's supposed to be like, yeah, roughly 10 hours, whatever. But I was having a, I was having a great time with it. And it was like, and it's like right when you're, about to go to something that you think is cool it's like nope it's like right when you get to the it's like right when you get to the gate it's like sorry you gotta you gotta do the you gotta do the other thing you know it's kind of wait for the game to release yeah it's it's kind of like it's kind of like the same thing with the game builder garage like i talked about the demo on that where it's like once you get to the part that i actually wanted to play on the game like trying all the shit and all that it's like nope eShop, go to the eShop. so whatever but i did uh as far as preload stuff i did preload Super Mario Golf, of course, or not Super Mario Golf, whatever it's called. Mario Golf Super Rush. I preloaded that shit because, yeah, I mean, got to play that game. So, Friday, two days. Yeah, so it's already on there. It was because it was within the within the week they automatically charged me and already downloaded it and all that stuff. So, but I also got this one isn't on sale, but I got it just because. Uh, I got one of the Famicom Detective Club games. I got the uh, the girl stands behind. So, uh, Justin, I've been playing that. I got I got that one because it's like, you know, kind of has a ghosty feel to it and she likes ghost stuff, so I figured that'd be a good one to start with. And they don't really like the the girl who stands behind actually takes place before the other one. So you can kinda like play either one, you know, you can you can start with with either one that you want to start with, so But it yeah, we we were having fun with it. It looks it looks really, really good. Like the graphics look great. And it's it, it kinda blows my mind because you know, when you see the characters on there, it looks like it's an actual like picture. You know, like a like a, you know, just Judy one. Let me drawing. It, it looks it looks like it's like a cartoon and like it's like a flat picture that somebody drew. But then the character moves, and I'm like, oh wow, this is an actually fully polygonal person that just looks really really good. Like I'd like to see, 
a game that looked like that. I don't think the Switch has the capability to do that, like because because the polygon detail on it's incredible. But it looks really really good for what it is. They definitely, you know, put a lot of effort into this game. So and it's it's fun to play. We we're have we're having a lot of fun with it. And it's a there is there it does kind of feel a little archaic because they've kind of structured it the way the original game is. So you have to kind of like. You have to kind of like break it down and think the way that they, you know, that the way they want you to think, you know, where, where you, there'll be an options to say, like, say, like, talk to this guy and they'll say a thing, but then you have to like talk to him again for them to elaborate on that. Or you have to say, or they'll mention something that pertains to the body. And then you have to ask him, ask him again about like the dead body of the character to get to another thing. So it's, it's kind of weird how you get through like the parts of the conversation to get where get to where you want to go. So that's a little, it takes a little bit of getting used to, but aside from that, it's really cool. And it sounds, it sounds great. It looks really good. It feels like you're playing like a really, like a really like high end anime, you know, pretty much. And it's all, it's all in Japanese, you know, there's no English version, which is fine with me. I, I prefer it in Japanese, but it's, uh, yeah, it's cool. We, we were, we were having a lot of time, a lot of, having a lot of fun with it. And I'll definitely get the other one, you know, when, when we, when we do this one. And, uh, there was a news thing. Where uh, the guy, one of the guys who made that one, said that they were thinking about doing another, like a sequel to that, if these two sold well enough. So it was just one of those things I really, I really, really wanted to play with Jess, and it was we ended up having a good time with it. So it's a good, like, you know, it's a good, like, uh, sit down interactive novel thing, you know. And it's very, it's very interesting. All the characters are very interesting, you know, and the and the different locations are cool, and it gets it gets very complicated in the stories and all that stuff. So I highly, I highly recommend it. I know you said that um, you didn't need one to really understand the other, but do the games interact in some way? Like, say, they do. The Oracle of Seasons and Ages? They, they do, kind of. Well, because when we started the second one, it asked me if I wanted to import my name from the first one. So I guess you can carry on your whatever name you create for the first one. That's what I noticed, but I don't know if you would get any other benefits. It's like, do you want to carry over your save from the first one is what they asked me. And I'm like, well, I don't have it, so no. But I guess we would have to see if the second one goes into the first one as well, because the second one is supposed to be a prequel to the first one. And the first one, your character has amnesia, and you don't know who you are. So it's like, it's not really... They are sequels, but they're not direct sequels. Like, you don't need to know one thing and the other to know the other, you know, so... But it's cool, yeah. It's uh, for anybody who enjoys uh, that type of thing, the interactive novels and whatnot. It is fun. Uh, what else did I get? I got this. Uh, I got this first-person shooter game called Strife. That's like an RPG, I guess. I really don't know how to play it. I, I just keep getting killed. I watched some gameplay of it, and I think you're not supposed to kill anybody because I just started fighting people, and they just started killing me. You know, because you don't get that much ammo. I think you're actually supposed to kind of treat it like an RPG where you go from town to town and talk to people and all that stuff. I figured it was just going to be a Doom style thing where I could shoot crossbows at people, but it's not really. It's not really that. It's a lot more complicated than that. So I haven't really gotten that far into it. But I did. I went and I bought just because I was so excited about the new uh, the remake of Super Monkey Ball. I went and got Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz on sale. And I think it was on sale for like fifteen bucks or something like that. So I thought that was that's good. reasonable. I thought that was a good price for it. And you it's it digital or physical. I got it digital. Yeah. I mean, why? Yeah, I wouldn't get it physical. <laughs> you know me. That would be a that'd be a pain. 
No, I, yeah, I got it. I downloaded it, and I I've got much farther in that than I ever got on the Wii one. So that's for sure. And I like it. I like playing it so much better on it with a stick than than the motion control. Just because, yeah, the motion control is like a fun gimmick for a while. But if you actually want to beat the game, the motion control is impossible to beat the game with. It doesn't have the accuracy that a control stick does. So it makes the game a lot more playable from not having to use the motion control on it. So I've got, I got I like, much. I like that there's the option though that you could use it because I enjoyed using the Wii remote. I thought it was pretty cool. No, I would say I'm saying it's fun, but if you actually want to beat the game, right? You can't do it with the motion control, dude. Some of those things you got to run on are like that, so fucking small, and it's hard enough with the with the regular control stick. It's just, it's not possible. I mean, I I, I tried it like that, and it's just, it's hard to have the patience for that control. And I'm glad that it's there's not an option on that. It's like you know, and and the and the levels look so cool, and I've always wanted to play that the the whole way through. So it was a big appeal for me to actually play the game the way that I feel is the right way to play it. You know. It's like trying to play Mario Kart with motion controls, you know? It's it's fun, but it doesn't work. Like if you I'm actually want to if you actually want to beat the game, it doesn't work. <laughs> like if you actually want to unlock all the characters and play in like 150cc, you can't do it with the motion controls. You just have to you just have to play with the regular controller. It's just not it's never going to be as precise as as an actual like, you know, analog button combination whatever. So, but it, yeah, it, it looks nice. Uh the uh I don't know the 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 bin, the bonus games on there aren't like great. I mean, there's for some reason bowling's not on there, so that that kind of sucks. I really was don't. Was there bowling in the original Wii one? I thought it was. I thought there was bowling in all of them. All all I really remember from the Wii one is darts. That there was a darts game on there, but there's no darts game on this one. So I I thought I'm pretty sure that the Wii one had all the stuff that was on the GameCube one, but it had more motion control stuff added to it. Because I thought there was a good amount of them, and I've and I've read in uh, in uh, reviews of this before that they felt like they included like some of the worst of the mini games. They didn't really take any of the good ones in there, so that's kind of like a downside of it. But as far as like if you want just want to just play Monkey Ball stuff, which I did because I'm excited about the new one, it's great, you know, because it, it's there. It's exactly pretty much the same as the other one, and I like that there's bosses in there. I think that's I think the bosses are pretty cool. They're pretty fun. I got I got to the fifth level set, which is the pirate level, and I think I maybe only got it to like the desert level, which was like the third one the first time I played it on Wii. So it's nice to it's nice to see more stuff that I haven't seen on there. Are there yeah. still options to use motion controls, or is it all? I don't know that. I don't know. Maybe you, yeah, maybe you can. I just I didn't I didn't mess with it because I didn't care to. I was excited to play it with. I mean, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if it was. I mean, you you could you could do it. I guess I don't know. I'm not gonna check it right now. I'll have to I'll have to let you know. I have to let you know next week on that one. But no, I I, I recommend it for uh for being on sale if you're if you want to do some muckying around. It's, it's it's fun, and it's cool that uh I I noticed that all the characters they all play differently. They kind of all have their own like um positive stuff to them you know they all kind of do different things and i i always played as gon 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 gon's my guy and uh in the game uh gon gon has like uh bumpers have no effect on gon gon so i thought that's pretty cool so if you run into a bumper the bumpers just get destroyed because he's so massive and, and awesome so everybody has like their own little their, their own little like uh special stuff that are tied to their tied to the character and you unlock alternate costumes for them 
as you go through the game, which you can use later. So, you know, it's it's fun. It's fun to go back and play that stuff, even though it's not. I don't think it's quite as good as Monkey Ball 1 or 2, but I just wanted to fucking, you know, wanted to go balling around with some monkeys. And it's sure. uh, that was that. Speaking on Monkey Ball, today is actually the 20th anniversary of Super Monkey Ball Arcade. Oh, which is the same as... Monkey Ball one, we 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 played it at the the one with the banana. I'll be ghost, yeah, right with the one with the banana joystick, because yeah, mm-hmm. we played it and it had the same levels in it that were on the GameCube one. So is it? I mean, those have to be close, right? Because when the during the direct, it said that the Monkey Ball that it was the Monkey Ball's twentieth anniversary, Super Monkey Ball. So was that at the time of the direct, or is that at the time of? When I think they were, they were just celebrating the, the, the yeah. general. This is the year of Monkey Ball. Yeah, because the GameCube one came out. The day that the GameCube came out in November, what nineteenth of two thousand one, was it a was it a launch title? I, I, it was probably like a launch. Pretty sure it, it was. Oh, yeah. it was. I, I thought maybe. I remember was, being at Toys R Us and seeing it on launch day. Oh, okay. I thought maybe it was a launch window game, like uh, like Tony Hawk and, uh, or I guess Tony Hawk was a, like one of them, or maybe it was. Uh, no, I guess Smash Brothers is what I'm thinking of. That was Smash the, Brothers that, was later in December. That was a launch window. Okay, so the Monkey Ball Arcade was June 23rd, and the Monkey Ball game came out September 14th in Japan, and it came out in November in uh, for GameCube. So I don't think I don't think that was launch day because then the game. I'm pretty sure the GameCube came out before November. It was November 19th. So I can remember seeing it at that Toys R Us on launch day. Oh yeah, November 18th. Yeah, there it is. 18th. For some reason, I thought it came out earlier. Maybe maybe all that. I, and it came out. Okay, yeah, no, it was launch day for both. It came out in September in Japan, and it came out in November here. That's so many months in between. It's crazy. And then it's like I remember being intrigued by it and almost buying it, but the pull of of, of Rogue Squadron and Tony Hawk were just too strong. Rogue Squadron looked so beautiful. Rogue the, Leader. The, the, Rogue Leader. Yeah, excuse, excuse me. Looks so beautiful. The graphics were so good. And then Tony Hawk was was Tony Hawk at the time, circa 2001. So I had to get that. Best Tony Hawk. Yep. Tony Hawk 3, yeah. Yeah, the GameCube, uh, yeah. GameCube was great. It looked really slick from the beginning there. Especially, yeah, Rogue Leader looked fantastic. I I still think it looks pretty good. Like, especially if you have, like, a way to play it on an HDTV. Well, share me, you you know, you have have the HD adapter. Or, Or if you play it, or if you play it with a Wii... With with a Wii with a component cable should have the same effect, but it looks really nice, is what I'm saying, on an HDTV or 4K or whatever. It's still, I still like, you know, pop that in every once in a while. And I'm like, wow, this game still looks great. Like I think I think a lot of GameCube games still look really good. I think F Zero GX still looks really really good, even even to this day, you know. So, re-release that. Give us give us some uh, HD versions of that. Also, because this is one I've been kind of waiting on for a while, because one of our one of our listeners recommended it to me, uh, Journey to the Savage Planet. He said it was similar to, or it felt like Metroid Prime, which I'm like, okay, yeah, I want to try that. It it does kind of remind me a little bit of like a Metroid Prime meets Subnautica, sort of, I guess, because you you do collect stuff and you do build stuff with it, but it's not, it's no way as complicated as Subnautica, I'd say. But you know, it's the same sort of thing. You crash land on a planet. You know, you're a character, you go out and you destroy aliens on the planet and you collect stuff from them, come back, uh, build build guns and like, you know, s- like space jumps and like stuff that you would have in Metroid Prime and all that. And I haven't I haven't played around with it that much, but I do like what I've played with it. And it's and it has like very much like a 
funny style to it. And I think it was on sale for like eleven ninety nine, which is great. Like that was the price that I was looking for for that game was something under twenty dollars because I think it's like almost like what is it like thirty normally or something like that. So it was a good it was a good price tag for me, and I've just been kind of fooling around with that and Banana Blitz. Because it's something like, you know, with the time that I have available to me, I really want to play a game, but I'm, you know, I'm like, I don't feel like I have enough, like, mind space to, like, get back into Shin Megami Tensei 3, because I'm like, I really want to do that, but I need, you know, I, I need to be fully focused on that. So I haven't been able to dive into the RPG stuff, but this stuff has worked out well for me for just kind of like surface level, you know, help me relax sort of things, so. But I'll definitely, I'll definitely be playing Mario Golf this weekend because that's kind of along the same lines. Like I can, I can just like play that, play that for days and just kind of let my mind just go and it'll, you know, and it'll relax me. So I'm really excited about that game. I think it looks really, really cool. And this, uh, this last one that I got, I feel like I got, I got it because I had to get it because, uh, because I was looking, I was on the eShop and I just saw this one picture of the, there's this game called Pirate Pete on there, which I'd never heard of this name, never heard this name before. But I saw one, I just one picture of it, and it was, and I looked at it, and I'm like, I'm like, no shit, and I'm like, what? I'm like, I recognize that, I know what that is, and I looked at, it, and I was like, dude, that's fucking Jungle King. <laughs> that's that, <laughs> that's the arcade game that we have at my mom's house. It's Jungle King, and oh, it's man. it's a game that my that my stepdad got for his kids, like from an old bar he used to go to like a long time ago. And, uh, it's basically this, it's this game. It's an old, it's an old arcade where you're like this Tarzan type character and you jump, like there's all these different levels or different things. Like the first level you jump from rope to rope to rope until you get to the end and then you dive into the water and then you swim through the water and you, and you knife these crocodiles through, through the water. And then you go up to the water and then you go up this hill and there's these rocks that come after you and you have to jump the rocks. And then the final level is your, your lady friend who gets kidnapped by the natives uh, she's hanging above this uh, mm-hmm. this like pot that's boiling, and they're kind of walking around with spears, like pointing them up in the air. You have to jump over two of them and also touch the lady at the same time, and that's the end. And then the whole thing starts all over again and gets hard. It's basically, it's the exact same game as Jungle King, except it's called Pirate Pete, and now it's in a pirate world. But it has the same, it it, it plays exactly the same. The graphics look exactly the same. It's just different. Like I had, I knew there was another one that was like that wasn't Jungle King. That was that they had at a uh, Logan Arcade or no, um, that they had at Emporium, the the Logan Square or Emporium. And uh, but I've never seen the pirate one. And just the fact that it was on Switch and it's like seven ninety nine. But I was like, I have to, I have to have this game because it's fucking Jungle King on my Switch. And I was a, uh, I was a little disappointed in myself that I could not make it through the first four levels. I was like, I'll just blow through those first four levels. I played them so many times, I can do it. I just, I kept fucking up on the, on the hill with the rocks, the hill with the rock level, mm-hmm. because it's. Is uh, it a new game or is it an old game too? Like, was it a ripoff at the time of Jungle King or a, or a new ripoff? Pirate Pete. Yep. I think Pirate Pete's just another. Because I thought there was some sort of weird controversy from like Jungle King being too close to Tarzan or something like that, and they got sued over it, and maybe they had to reskin it. Because my mom, my mom was actually thinking about selling Jungle King at one point, and I was like, I was like, don't, I was like, don't sell your Jungle King, like just don't. I mean, like, what do you need? To, do you need to sell it? Like, really? Come on, you love Jungle King. Keep keep the Jungle <laughs> King. I was trying to convince them not to sell it because I think they were going to sell it for like a thousand dollars or something like that. I was like, wow. 
I was like, you know, that seems, I was, well, I said, I was like, don't, I was like, don't take the first offer that you get. It's probably worth more than that. And I tried to help them like, you know, look at like eBay prices and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They decided that they didn't want to sell it yet. So I was like, don't, don't made the right choice. Like, don't sell the jungle King. Like, come on. It, that thing has, that thing has history. Like we've, I don't know. I've played that fucking thing for like 10 years or whatever, at least. No, well, fuck. I'm 40 now. I've probably been playing it for like 20 years, 25 years, you know? Jungle Jungle King is legendary. Don't it's like it would be so weird. It's like that old pong table that we have down there that my dad won at a bar. It's like you know, we just can't I can't part with it. It's it's part of it's, it's part of the family by now, you know. Been around for so long. But it was crazy to see to see a version of uh of Jungle King appear on uh on the Nintendo Switch. It was just kind of like yeah, it it was it was trippy. It was like so surreal. I'm like, okay, all right, I'm buying fucking Pirate Pete because I have to because it's it's just you know I have to have Jungle King on on my Switch. So it's and it plays exactly the same as the other one. You know, they, we used to do the trick where like if you you know if you like move the joystick back and forth while you're while you're on the rope, you'll jump you'll jump farther. It's mm-hmm. the same thing works on this. You do the same thing and you can jump farther. It does the same thing where like you jump and then he like you know dives turns into the diving thing and mm-hmm. and the water level like is exactly the same and it sound it like all the sound effects and music and all that's the same it's it's so weird except you're this pirate guy instead of Tarzan so Jungle King if you were missing Jungle King Jeremy you could get it on your Switch now except look for Pirate Pete go get that shit yeah yeah go go look for Pirate Pete but yeah that that's what I got for the week well. I bought a couple things this week, but uh, first off, I just played some Subnautica. We didn't really talk about it last week either, but I hadn't played much anyway. But I, I got Aerogel finally, so I was able to make a water filtration thing, so that's good. Um, I went back to the main ship again today just for shits and giggles, and I got killed pretty quick. But I actually got into the ship for the first time. I was able to explore a little bit, so I've moved up a little bit. And I'm also, yeah, I've got sea base that's at like 350 now, I think. So I am working my way down the ocean slowly. But I looked up some stuff online because I really wanted to see if I could make progress. And it just said, look for a spot you've never gone before and just keep going down. So that's really the only advice I've gotten from the game, like looking stuff up. Oh, for like how to get to the next thing, like how to progress the story. Yep. So that's what I've been trying to do. And uh, of course, I've been playing it a lot less this week, but at least now I have several different bases and I've kind of moved on to where I'm next to like a volcano and I can like, I'm going to build a geothermal power plant and hopefully that helps. Have uh, three sea moths. I just have them all like in different bays because I know I'm going to blow them up. I just started making extras. <laughs> Jeez. And uh, that's pretty much it for Subnautica. And then, uh, otherwise, I bought a couple of games. I bought uh, Inside. It was on oh, Inside's great for super cheap. Yeah, and I played a demo of it. And I think I might have actually played through the demo more than once, but never played the whole game. So finally bought it. But when I said I double dipped at the top of the show, I wanted to mention this. Like, I did a lot of thinking about it, and it didn't seem that weird to me because I had some gold points. I bought Pikmin 3 on the Switch. Pikmin 3 Deluxe. I bought my own Deluxe game. <laughs> isn't, all right. Isn't that the game that you never opened? The other one? Yeah, I still have it sealed on 
the Wii U. So that's the, hence the double dip. I really like the demo. I played, you know, I really enjoy the demo on the Switch. So I'm going to try to play through it on the Switch. And it, I think it, you're a resident Wii port player. It's true. That's true. That's you, another you do, deluxe. You, you, I've got. Uh, yeah. You do have a lot of Wii ports. You, you even, you even did the Bayonetta one and two Wii U port. You know, I did on Switch. And see, I didn't have these games. A lot of these games, but in the case of this one, I did. I just never opened it. So, in a way, I still feel like Mario Kart was, you know, the true deluxe, the lead deluxe, the one I had first. And I ended up playing it far more than I ever played the Wii U version. But this time. I'm going to play this more than I played the Wii U version because I played that zero. <laughs> well, I, I hope that you at least like started up the game once. So you would automatically be in the realm of being past, like not opening it. You know, like when you download a game and you just never play it. I have not. <laughs> cause, cause that's the equivalent. That's the equivalent. I'm not of, even uh, open up the file yet. Of leaving yes, it I... sealed is to never open the game after you buy it. Same with inside. I haven't actually opened up the file yet, but I have it. It's sitting there on my, my switch ready to play yeah and uh lastly i also preloaded mario golf so fuck yeah i'm I'm ready to rock with that um hopefully i can play some of that this weekend we were uh got a lot still got a lot going on with the whole moving process when we were working earlier we were just like uh when i was working at my job we were just basically waiting for like three hours for the sun to set (laughs) so we could do night shots and i was like i was like man i wish we would have done this on friday when like Mario mm-hmm. golf was out. So I could just like play Mario golf for three hours while we're waiting for the fucking sun to set. So we could shoot a night, a night scene. You know, that's what I was thinking. I was like, Mario golf. Why can't you be out yet? I mean, I didn't really just have, I didn't have my, interior shot. I didn't have my switch with me or anything. Cause I don't bring it to set, but it was one of those times that I wish that I would have known. And then I could have brought it and I would have played it for three mm-hmm. hours, you know, cause it's just like, we're not doing anything. We're just waiting. Just waiting for the sun to go down. Yeah. I'm excited to play it. I've got a lot of stuff ready to rock on my switch that i'm excited about and basically just still kind of getting everything set up but i'm fully into my new house so new house who dis last week i recorded my last episode from the last house now this is the first episode from the new spot so kind of cool uh not as fast of internet as i was <laughs> i was talking to trey before the, <laughs> we started recording I, I really liked my fiber internet so it's not had to say goodbye yeah. to that but it's not slow though. So I mean, far, so good on everything. Yeah, and I'm also on the second floor, Trey, just like you. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, we're like we're like half up. I don't, I don't think it's like a full floor. I think it's like a half floor up. Because mm-hmm. the other, because the one under us is like down, you know. So we're kind of like that's true. One of those half half up first floors. But yeah, I've got an upstairs uh, office, which is pretty cool, and I'm actually splitting it with Shauna, so we're each gonna have our own space within this big ass room. And I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. So uh, that's been a big focus this week, just moving. Like we literally moved all the furniture yesterday because it was my first full day off since we got the keys where we could, you know, get the furniture. And I actually hired some movers and that helped a lot. And I will always do that from now on. Um, it's a big help. It's the way of oh the future. It is, uh, yeah. Don't, uh, you know, don't, don't break your body down so much. It's, we're too old for that. You can like I feel like throw your back like, out and stuff. Yeah. It's not fun. I just I just I knew that there was a change in my life when I got movers. I was like, this is a different phase of my life right now. <laughs> the, the phase. Like, so we're calling in. the friends and promising some pizza. 
Exactly. That's that's long gone. Um, Pete, pizza, a, yeah, pizza ain't gonna pay your medical bills <laughs> <laughs> from how broken your body is from from carrying shit. Yeah, and your precious time. I mean, it's worth so much more the older you get. So I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It, still though, like it was exhausting because we moved a lot, and I mean, I was got up basically packed all night, and then got about two hours of sleep, and then got up and started moving everything over the next day and trying to get everything kind of set up for the movers and have as much stuff over there as we or over here as we could. And uh, then when they finally got there, just getting everything actually situated. So that's basically all I've been doing this past week. Um, and very tiring, but you know, I've had a little bit of time to play some stuff. And uh, so, yeah, I played a lot more of the, of a game builder garage or rather a lot more of the demos. I haven't had much of a time, much time to play the um, tutorials this week, but I told everyone last week I was going to have a list of my favorite games and I've played a lot. I've played several dozen games at this point and I have my definitive top 10 and I could even pare that down to a top five. If we didn't want to get too into it, we can do, we can do 10. I mean, go, go for it. I, uh, a lot of these games, yeah, a I'll, lot of these games came from uh, recommendations from you on Slack Tree. Yeah, I was just gonna say I've been I've really been amazed by the stuff that people have been making on there. It's pretty. I wonder if the demo carries over into the game because it kind of because I want to be able to just buy the game and just jump right into some of these games because they're pretty fucking amazing. Like what people have been doing on there. I saw somebody made like a tower defense game that has like levels. Has like has like thirty levels in it or something, then like all in one demo. Like it's people really doing a lot of shit on that game. Like it's really they're just they're just going for it big time, you know. There's like there's like a Minecraft game on there too, and like mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's well, tough. absolutely, yeah. I was going to talk about some of that on here. Um, oh, spoilers! Sorry, I didn't so, know what you had on. Yeah, your that's list. okay. Uh, so I played several games. I'm trying to look here to see if I can figure out the exact number that I downloaded because obviously I've barely scratch the surface of what's really on there but it looks like about yeah, i played about 35 or 36 games so i have a pretty decent handle on kind of the variety of stuff that can be available out there but uh doing some perusal online especially the uh it was my my game garage or there's a website where you can find the you know an aggregate site that i, I talked about a little bit last week too but a lot of uh, publications seem to be really interested in this game. I think that it's already kind of, in some ways, impressing me more than Dreams in that we do have a game this week. We have more than one game that's actually like a fun game to play. It's not, it doesn't just feel like a demo. But starting at the bottom, I think at number 10, I got to say, Minecraft 2 is on here. Minecraft 2? Yeah, it's kind of a joke. Is that what what it's called? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) This was one of the first games I played uh, the next day after Garage came out. It's called Minecraft 2, and it's just so hilariously bad because I don't know if there is any sort of commentary or if I'm just digging too deep into it, but it was almost like the, the, the game designer was remarking on how crappy Minecraft was when it first started. I could be wrong here. It was literally just the Steve character, but he was really crudely drawn, and he was on a an actual like cube that was moving around. So when he would rotate, 
the cube would rotate and then it would show him from a different angle, but it would be like a badly drawn sprite. So it wouldn't, there would be no rotation. You just get like this whole cube rotates and then his sides on it, you know? So just really fun. It was just really funny. And I was laughing my ass off when I saw it. I'm like Minecraft too. This, this could go somewhere. <laughs> a, a sequel to a, a 10 year old game. Finally, Minecraft too. We're ready for this. I think it's going to happen here in game builder garage. But no, number ten for real though was Tetris. Oh, somebody, somebody made, made Tetris, Tetris work, yeah. yeah. And I played it for oh. a little while. Um, Better than Tetris ninety nine. <laughs> one of the reasons <laughs> Tetris is so low down on this list almost seems like it should be a praise, but it's too much like boring old Tetris. They really managed to recreate it, like in all of its most basic sensibilities. You get the next block. You get the different shapes that come down the same, you know, of, what was it? Five tetrominoes that you're, you're used to, but the whole, it's, it's very, obviously it's built into, you know, it's built in another engine. So uh, you can't like, uh, you can drop the block faster, but you can't instant drop it. And once you start dropping it, sometimes it won't stop. So like you've made that decision, but you actually watch it drop fairly slowly. So it doesn't actually like speed drop. It's just a lot faster than the normal speed, which is incredibly slow. So I just wanted to say it's awesome they made it work. And the version I played was just really boring because, yeah, this Tetris has come so far since when it first came out. So this might actually be a pretty good representation of like the very, very early Tetris. Maybe they'll do more with it. But it's on there. And I mean, super impressed. Speak, speaking uh, of speaking of Tetris, I just wanted to mention this proves how incredibly busy I am. I missed the first Tetris Maximus that I think I've ever missed ever this weekend. I miss I completely oh, shoot I missed it too. I completely forgot about the Metopia Tetris Maximus. I haven't missed one of those ever. Like even I when I was subconsciously trying to communicate your hatred for Metopia. I think I just I just completely forgot about it. I just remember it today. Actually, I was like. I was like, oh, wasn't there a Tetris Maximus? And I'm like, oh, no, I missed it. No, I think I I looked it up on Tuesday because I think it ended like Monday night. And I was like, oh, fuck, I missed one. I've never missed one ever. I felt so. I was like, why even live anymore? You missed the, missed the Tetris Maximus. That's my thing, man. Just playing all those. I just I felt so. Yeah, I was like, guess I just completely forgot about it. But yeah, also, I don't really care about Metopia. But I mean. I'm sure it had, you know, the, those games have really cool, have good music. So maybe that's, uh, maybe that's cool. And maybe, maybe the themes will come back in the regular game that you can get later. Yeah, they'll have to add them later, and then I'll have to do it, do it in that way. Which, but, but I just couldn't believe that I missed it. And I was like, well, I guess I am like incredibly distracted and <laughs> and uh, busy because I completely forgot about Tetris 99, which I'd rarely ever do. Well, on a similar note as the last game, this next one was it's an old favorite, something we're all used to seeing, like that's just kind of ingrained in our heads, except with a twist. So this to me would have been what I originally thought it would have looked like without knowing anything about 3D graphics. It is just called Sonic Green Hill Zone, but Mm. it's a three-dimensional representation of it, but yet all the like everything is still made out of sprites. So you've got like a three-dimensional ground, but Sonic's totally just a sprite that kind of like changes and rotates as necessary, but they did a really cool job with it. So, it, you know, kind of like it could be compared to like 
you know, Doom or something like that. The really early, what was it, voxels, whatever, whatever they were using to create the 3D effect early on with the sprites where they were all flat. I mean, you see it in Mario 64 as well with the trees. It's kind of like that, but with everything. But with pretty crazy, like, high-definition, crisp sprites. So it's pretty cool. Um, one thing that sucks about it in that also, I mean, for one, it's just it's just a demo. It's a proof of concept. You can't really do much in it. You can get to the goal, but nothing happens after you get to the goal. You're just running around. But the controls are kind of crappy. Like, the controls get super wonky because of the way you're controlling Sonic is just really strange because you're, like, you've got, you're behind Sonic and you're trying to do all the really fast stuff with him and he's just kind of, at times, you just lose control of him and you have to, like, do these weird reverse maneuvers to get him to like get back on track of where he needs to be looks like you're kind of driving him like a car so so it's i was gonna say so so it's not very much so so it's not that much different from the uh 3d sonic offerings that we've had before right <laughs> it's a it lot may of not be. a lot of those have had you know where it's really hard to steer the character or it's just you know i mean there's been all sorts of misses on those so it's not it's not that different but, I mean, it looks really, really cool. Like, especially, I would say, the scenery. The scenery is just so spot on. The first Sonic, you know, the original Sonic the Hedgehog. They, they nailed it and then brought it into that 3D space. And you you honestly do feel like... That was my cat <laughs> rolling around. You do feel like... Speed of sound. If this was what... This is what people may have thought. 3D gaming would be if they knew nothing about polygons and they were just like, oh, we're moving to three dimensions. This is what a 3D Sonic would like. I don't know. I'm maybe giving it too much credit, but it's definitely worth checking out. It's really cool looking. It's stylish. And somebody made this in a Nintendo game. So that's really cool. Uh, moving on. Uh, also kind of suffers with bad controls, but looks amazing. Somebody made F-Zero. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've seen I, this I one too. I yeah. That one. Looks it, cool. Uh, yeah, it looks it looks good, but it yeah, it doesn't look like it controls anything like the F Zero games. Like it looks, it, you can tell that because like when you like when you like hit the wall, it kind of like bounces mm-hmm. and yeah, it's it's weird. It's really hard to finish an actual like run of a track quickly, and the only way you can do it is if you go kind of slow, and then you can work with the controls. But that just defeats the purpose of F Zero. But once again. <laughs> It's just pretty amazing somebody made it themselves. And it fully, like, someone could walk into a room, watch you play for a couple of seconds, and walk out again. And they would say, Oh, they were playing F Zero. They would believe that's what you were doing. Right. And all these were made within the last two weeks, too. Has it even been two weeks since the game came out? It's been right at two weeks as pretty, of when this will be released. As of Friday, right? Yeah. Yeah. As of, uh, yeah, as of Mario. Cause, yeah, cause it, it came out the Friday before E3, and then we had another one, and then we have Mario Golf Friday. So, I do realize we may have talked about some of these last week, but I did. I just wanted it to be a nice comprehensive list, so I, d- I made sure to include new and old here. Because also, I think some of these things may have been updated in the meantime, and I finally got to check some out I hadn't. So, number seven is that WarioWare Metroid game I was talking about last week. Uh, I just think it's amazing. I think, wow. It it's a WarioWare game, like it feels exactly like that. And not only did they take a classic, you know, classic franchise in Metroid and recre- recreate it pixel perfectly with this one scene, but it's also a reference to you know one of my favorite games, WarioWare. So 
really cool and also kind of speaks to like that limited design like you know the small bite size micro games in warioware itself kind of are like indie games in a way. so it's kind of cool that we're seeing that here in this suite so yeah warioware metroid if you have game builder garage look that up i don't know if we'll include codes in this description but all these things are pretty easy to find they're uh they're the most popular in a lot of ways because they're so good several of these especially this one uh going to number six trey i think you might have been talking about this one last week or maybe it was something else but it's called link goes crazy in town yep i've seen that one yeah i think John this one i think one. more than yeah. anything is just it just looks cool for its animation like it's obviously zelda it's obviously Link in kakariko town or you know some similar town causing damage running around smashing pots and stuff but he's like got this really like cartoony really silly kind of floppy faced look to him that makes yeah, it he's got his like own look cartoon yeah like that really crappy cartoon that used to play after the Mario Super Show. So, if anything, play this for the personality because the game itself's not that fun. You really are. You're, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like what we thought, or kind of what I think on Super Nintendo Tasmania was a little bit like this, where you're like from behind, or maybe even like uh, Crash Bandicoot a little bit. The the Super, right the Super behind, Nintendo yeah. one, the yeah, yeah. the Mode Seven, yeah. Where you're right up behind the character and it's moving and you're just seeing whatever they do from behind them. But when you like walk backwards, your whole character is like walking backwards. You're not turning around and stuff. So it's it's a little disconnecting, but uh, the animations are really cool. One thing definitely worth noting in this is like the details they paid attention to. Like there's a there's like a. The bo- somebody who's kind of like a merchant or like the bottle sale- salesman in um, uh, Link to the Past, you go up and you smash his pots, he gets pissed. <laughs> he's like, mouth, his face gets really angry and he like, he like growls at you. And there's another lady that does kind of the same thing if you smash the pots around her. And they totally look like Zelda characters. Like, this person did a really good job of like taking their own, whatever their own artistic style is and conveying that world still in a very like accurate way. But uh, speaking of accuracy, you can also hit a chicken and you get a bunch of chickens start coming after you. Oh, that's a crucial detail that they added that I was really. You know, it's a Zelda game. The old Kaku attack. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Link goes crazy in town is just a hilarious thing to watch. And I think the more people you have around you at the time when you watch it, the funnier it probably is. I I mostly just it was just me. But I laughed a lot. Uh, Number five, Mario Kart. I think we talked about this a little bit last week too. So it's just a one or two levels from Mario Kart. Maybe it's just one. And uh, you can switch through your sprites. You can cycle through them and see what each one looks like on the course. And it's pixel perfect. Once again, like they've nailed this first level in Mario Kart. And uh, does it, I hope to see them do more with it. Does it have the, the music? Does, does it, does no. it, re, it, it doesn't have like the, it has music, but it's like a, a way simplified version. It doesn't have like the Yoko Shimomura, like uh, that original. I, I love that original song, like for that first like Mario Raceway on Mario Kart. I think it's one of the. Yeah, oh, they're so those songs are so weird. One of the greats. It's really so good. I really like that Super Nintendo soundtrack. It's a, uh, it's different than any of the other ones. It really sticks out. Does the game control better than the F Zero one? 
It does. That's why it's out of higher. Um, it's not Mario Kart in any traditional sense. You don't get items. You don't get to like attack other people because you're, there's really no one else. It's just you driving around. But I mean, the spirit's there. So maybe they can do more with it in the future. I kind of wonder if like other racing games aren't based around whoever figured this out first and they're like kind of copying that style. Sure. Just like the real Mario Kart. Yeah. I was just going to say that it's, it's Soyo Oka is the one who did the Mario Kart soundtrack. I was wrong. I don't know why I thought uh, Yoko Shimomura. Soyo Oka is the one who did it. Anyway, it's great. It was a lady, right? Yeah. 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 So that's really cool that like the, that a woman did the soundtrack. Um, but it's not in Game Builder Garage, so don't expect to find it there. But still, you know, it's a really it's really good looking. And like I've said a million times before about these creative games, it's just kind of an indicator of what's to come if people were able to do this much so quickly. And that's kind of where we're getting here at these top four. Um, this is where you start to see, holy shit, people are making like legitimate games. These are fun games that are playable. They have an addictive nature to them, you know. These are like short but kind of score chasey type games in some ways, or for whatever reason they have like an appeal. So let's just go ahead and get to it. Number four, Minecraft and Game Builder Garage. This is not Minecraft 2. This is a different one. <laughs> oh, there's two. There's someone actually made yeah. yeah, someone actually made a pretty good creative mode on of Minecraft where you can build a structure. I thought that was really cool. Like um if nothing else, like in the original tutorial mode, I don't really understand how to program anything yet to make a 3D structure. So it's really interesting that this person figured out how to make a game where you can build a 3D structure. You know, It's almost like what I was saying last week where I wish someone could release a framework, a skeleton that you could build on. And uh, that would make it a little easier to like just kind of customize something that already exists. This is a little bit like that. You could totally build. I went as high as I could. I just built like a, a, a column of blocks. I got to like 112 blocks and I gave up. I was like, this map is really, really tall. Um, I jumped off. It took fucking ever to fall because that was 120, 112 blocks up. <laughs> but like the sense of verticality and everything that's in the original like Minecraft is there. So I was really impressed with it. There's no bad guys. There's no resources. You're not actually mining. All you're doing is using either uh, dirt or brick or dirt or gravel, I think, or dirt or stone. It's just two types of bricks, and you build structures. But, yeah, super amazed that whoever did this figured it out and actually made, like, navigating in that 3D space and building your structures, like, really easy and intuitive. But as far as games that are actually addictive, I talked about this last week. I've played it a lot since then. Flappy Bird. Oh, Man, God. <laughs> that game's a blast from the past. The, fla- the flaps just again. as fun on yeah. Game Builder Garage as it ever was. You've missed it so much. You're like, oh, my God, Flappy Bird. Need to play you again. <laughs> oh, those Mario pipes came right back home on the Nintendo system. Yeah, it's true. They've returned. They, They've come back really home. It feels like they belong. So Flappy Bird's fun, like, Say what you will about it. I mean, in a lot of ways, it's a very shitty game, but it makes you want to keep playing it. It just really kind of pushes you to keep playing it, and you don't know why. You're like, hate playing it. It's like watching reality TV, but a video game. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I last played it or some some version of it with Flappy Goat on the mm-hmm. uh, Goat Simulator. Oh, yeah. Um, that was, that was, you mentioned that on our Patreon. Yep. 
Yeah, it's simple. It's addictive. There's a reason why it was so popular. Speaking of something that's simple, but I never really play this game. Um, but I've seen even like, you know, coming back to Minecraft, the creator of Minecraft heaped this with praise. This was a game that he talked about a lot back in the day when he was still like at his apex and he was all over Twitter dunking on people and was just at the top of the world with Minecraft like going crazy and he was like promoting these other indies and i remember one he promoted a lot was vvv vvv oh yeah 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 that game somebody managed to yeah. make this game in game builder garage and yeah, i saw that there's no it's like exact right i mean that's what they're saying i've never played it but this game is i've heard uh, this game is like it's it's there is no it's the game feeling yeah. that you're playing and yeah in a creative game you're playing a game Absolutely. You're playing a game when you play this and you just completely forget that this is in Game Builder Garage. You think you're just playing something off the eShop. Like, it's fun. I played it. I probably spent 15 or 20 minutes playing it because it's really hard and it keeps track of your deaths. You know, it's instant deaths with spikes and the way the game mechanic works. You know, uh, most people probably know this already, but rather than jump, you just switch gravity. So you either on the floor or the ceiling and then you kind of have to like switch between the two while avoiding getting impaled by spikes. That's like pretty much the whole And uh, it's got a really fun gameplay, gameplay loop to it where you're like going through the level and then they're reusing sections of it based on how you navigate to certain portions and you know how you've flipped gravity and, and yeah, I'm just freaking amazed. VVV, VVV, it's free on Game Builder Garage and it even gives credit to the original creator um, on the title screen of, of the game. So though this wasn't made by that person, they, they are being given credit. So I think that's even cooler because no one said anything about Notch in Minecraft 2. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't he kind of weird now, though? Oh, he's super weird. Man, he's yeah. basically you just want to avoid anything about him. That's at all like, costs. didn't he get canceled or cancel himself or something like that? <sighs> I don't even Somewhat. know. Yeah, I, I remember that being a touch, talking about touchy it. it's subject. Like those people, you just you're kind of wasting everyone's time and space by even discussing them. I guess I think he's the one who made the Minecraft in Game Builder Garage, trying to reclaim his former glory. <laughs> maybe <laughs> I don't know. Somebody I mean, maybe, people will look at me again. <laughs> I mean, they do these things, you know, on a lot of different platforms. They do these um, these game jams where you have a limited amount of time to make games and this platform's perfect for that and i don't know if they've done anything like it but they will probably they should yeah it would be a really cool promotion was was that the last of your list i've got one more my okay. favorite one okay vvvvvvv was not my favorite one it was really good but i played this next one for way longer and i didn't even finish wait i did finish it eventually that's right i actually beat it <laughs> that's another reason i like it because i finished it and it felt like a full game. And it felt like I was on my computer going to like Newgrounds or like Albino Black Sheep or one of those sites back in the day where it'd be like Flash game. Like, And for a while, the the everybody was making their own versions of the tower defense games. And Trey mentioned it. That's why I was like, <laughs> I was like oh, oh that's, uh, that's the one that I heard about. Yeah. It's called Tower Defense version 1.5 is the version I played. And it's incredible. Once again, just like the V, 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 you don't think you're playing in Game Builder Garage. You're just playing a game. And this totally harkens back to the simplicity of those early Flash games because 
He gives you one tower, one bomb, and one additional uh, gun that he gives you eventually, which is like the statue thing. But each level is, like, you know, a slight variation of, of, of a map, and it's just a bunch of menial bad guys and then one boss. So um, you just get to reposition your weapons each time, but it's super simplistic. It only gives you one of each, and you can kind of change their layout between rounds. But um, if you get hit three times, if three items manage to get through your defenses, or if the main boss does, you lose. And it takes you back a level, actually. So it makes you like go back a level, and you have to beat the previous level again. Which I thought was kind of a hardcore, old-school thing to do, which gave it extra points, in my opinion. Another reason I gave it more points is because it spells defense, D-E-F-E-N-C-E. So it's got that European edge to it, you know? <laughs> but, but seriously, though, this is a great game, and I highly recommend anyone play this. Uh, I probably played it for 20 or 30 minutes. It took a while to beat it, and it was fun, and it was a blast from the past. Um, as far as just nailing the simplicity of those early shock games, the shockwave or flash games or whatever we were playing, totally nails it. So that's my top 10 of Game Builder Garage. One more thing I need to mention before uh, we move on from this game is that I did my second poll that I said I was going to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. And How'd that go? And uh, the second poll was uh, what does Pink Yoshi Zoom mean? So I tried again. I tried to give people the option to maybe make it an endless runner because I knew that'd be a little easier. But I did that, and then I did Zoom concert, and then I did uh, Pink Yoshi cameo, and Pink Yoshi cameo won big time. So I, I think that's now I got to figure yeah. out how I'm gonna make a Pink Yoshi cameo. But I think it's gonna be yeah. my first game. I, I voted for that just because. Did you? It's such an obscure idea. Like I was like, how would you even make that work as a game? And I, I guess Pink I, Yoshi cameo. You, so, like, you, what do you what do you mean by that? Are you talking about like? Well, the, I kept like it vague, app? but I was, I, I was kind of talking. About, I was, yeah, I think like, that. where you like okay. pay somebody to say like "fuck you" or whatever, and that's. I was like <laughs> Pink Yoshi, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to try to figure something out. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a programmer, and the people that have figured out these really awesome things seem to have more, or any at all, I should say, programming experience. So. We'll see how it goes, but I mean, I've committed to it. That's I'm not going to make another game other than the ones in the tutorial. When I do make my first game, that's what it's going to be. So we'll see how that goes. But <laughs> be prepared. That's the uh, bet I've made for myself. Is that the right phrase? I don't know. Just a, how, <laughs> the craziness of these sure. past few weeks of moving and all this other stuff. It's like, well, now I need to make a game too. <laughs> but I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to do it. But uh, yeah, Game Builder Garage, man. Was it a curse to buy this game? I don't know yet. But I really do enjoy what I've played so far, and I really look forward to seeing what's next. Do you think this is a game that's going to be in constant rotation? Like you'll check in on it every week? I don't know. It depends on how burnout I am on it after I finally make the game I'm supposed to make. But yeah, I do. I do think I will keep checking on at least looking on the website to see what the top games are, kind of see because because as of now you can actually search by category, which I don't think you could do before, which means they're adding a lot more content. So I am going to at least keep an eye on the website for what games are new, and then of course we have our own like uh, 
Slack page for it. So. Yeah, I wanted to separate it just because it's like much easier than putting everything in the news all the time. So if you actually want to go straight to it, they'll all be there. There were some that I saw in, in just like one of those videos, like I think Game Explained did one where they went through all of them, but there's like a Grand Theft Auto game that somebody made on there. There's a top-down one that's like old, that one. That's old Grand Theft Auto, mm-hmm. but there's also a fully 3D one as well where mm-hmm. you can walk around and get in a car and run over stuff. And it it just it, it's just cool, yeah, that you can do all this stuff and you can get in a car and drive around. And there's one that I just randomly found while I was looking at I was looking at a video of one that you were talking about earlier, just to see what it was. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it was a Sonic one. I was watching that one. And it, it just, it, like, the next one that it recommended me was, uh, it's like, it's like a Pokemon Ditto Assassin. Have you played that one yet? Where you're basically Ash and you're throwing Pokeball, Poke, you're throwing Pokeballs at Dittos and they're exploding all over the place. And there's a little Pikachu that runs back and forth in the back. There's like an animated, there's an animated sprite. It's just, it, it's funny, but it just looks, it looks good, you know, for for what it is. And yeah, it, the more that I hear about this, it makes me kind of want, like I said, want to play the game and just fuck around with these dumb demos. That I was talking there. to Sean about that earlier. I was like, Trey kind of seems like he's really interested in this game. I'm surprised he hasn't bought it yet, but yeah, it might be a money. She's like, it might be a money thing. I'm like, yeah, it probably is. But. Well, I don't have time to play it right now, but <laughs> it's, a, it's a time thing for me. I just knew right off the it bat. It really is that, a time consuming. Yeah. What, like when I made my one Mario Maker level that I would say I'm really proud of, that took me 30 hours to make that. Mm-hmm. And so to make a whole game, like I'm either going to do it or I'm just not going to do it. So I'll wait till this this game, I think, is going to have legs. And so I might just someday when I've got the, a moment or a weekend, I'll do it. I hope for some really wacky stuff like here in like a year or two. It's like no one's even talking about the game anymore, but there's just this whole like community of people that are just making this really, you know, more and more bizarre stuff. Well, I mean, because they, that's where the good game ideas come from. The weirder it gets, the better the games get eventually. <laughs> I mean, that's that's. I mean, they were making they were making stuff for the for the VR game still. You know, mm-hmm. the garage mode on that before there was Game Builder Garage. Nobody stopped making anything for that, you know. Even though nobody was playing Labo VR, people were still making games for it. So, you know, I don't think it'll ever die. It doesn't seem that's like so it. Bad. You know, some people just want to do it forever, and that's a. Uh, I don't know. It's it's one of those things I just have to try to convince myself because most of the time when I'm looking at buying a game, it's like I want, I want depth to the game. You know, I don't want a game that's just one thing. You know, and this game is hundreds of one things that's basically what it is you know so it's kind of hard to convince myself on that because for me i like to you know i like rpgs and stuff i like stuff that has that have depth and complexity and all that well and I, I, I think unless you look at it as like the thing that as the creation tool not so much as the the games that you download well yeah that's like, definitely that, complex. That, that's the depth thing that's very complex but it's but it's also like that might be too complex for me <laughs> at the same time I don't know. It's just it's just trying to convince myself. It's like how often am I, am I actually going to play those demos on there? You know, like am I going to sit down to do it? Or well, don't gonna, forget you, know, you can use a mouse. That's yes. possibly a drawing tablet. You haven't tried it yet. But. I do have a drawing tablet. Yes, I could try it. I mean it. It works. I mean it works like a mouse. Like you use a mouse on top of it. So maybe mm-hmm. it would. Has work. anybody found a way to hook up the Super Nintendo mouse yet? Not sure. You need a Super Nintendo adapter, which you can get. You can buy those, like a USB to Super Nintendo adapter. I bought one, but it didn't work. But I'm sure there's ones that do work. But you know, for people who want to use that for 
emulators and stuff like that, they do exist out there. So yes, you could use it in that fashion if you wanted to. But uh, if that's what you've been playing, can we take a break? All right, we're going to take a break and then we'll be right back. So stay tuned. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! have you been doing john i got a couple of games from the e3 sale one that i've been looking at for a couple months now was spinch and i finally bought that oh i never heard of that one what is it's really cool yeah so it plays kind of like like super meat boy but not as as punishing it's a platformer where your, your character is rather small on the screen that's sort of the extent of the comparison uh but the coolest thing about this game is so far is the visuals. It's unlike anything that I've ever seen in a video game before. It's a psychedelic video game. So there's all kinds of colors all over the screen. They're all moving rhythmically. Uh, The music is 
uh, on the techno side, but it's also very off-key and weird. The whole game leaves you with an unsettling, an unsettled kind of feeling. Uh, it reminds it's something like that Adult Swim would have made. It's not an Adult Swim game, but that's what it feels like to me. I could see. So yeah, pr- I could see it as an Adult Swim thing. You looking at it right now? I, yeah, I was just watching a trailer of it. Yeah, it looks beautiful. The, the visuals are just stunning. Um, so the premise of the game is that colors are alive. So very psychedelic premise, even. Uh, because they are so vibrant, they require constant nourishment. And they're one of nature's deadliest predators, as the opening of the game says. And so its main color's main food source is the spinch, which is, which is a little white circular blob creature that's you it doesn't the color doesn't like mature spinches only babies and so you're a spinch who has to rescue its babies from color it's it's a total mind trip from the get-go i haven't played that far into it i think i'm on level two or toward the end of level two but i intend to keep playing through this game just to see what's around the corner because it's, it's just so creative i'm enjoying it so far yeah the animation in it looks incredible it looks high quality yeah, it was featured in a direct a while back. I want to say about a year ago. Oh, I, yeah, I don't, I don't remember it. I must have missed, missed me. All right, forgot about it. Or maybe it was like a sizzle reel or something. Or I don't know. Or maybe it's one of those indie ones. I feel like they do so many of them. It had a feature, like it wasn't in, in like the the montage or anything. It had, had its whole segment on there, and that was one that finally it was on sale for ten forty nine down from fifteen bucks, and so I went for it. Another game that I got. And I referenced it in my my nickname and my quote. It's say no more. Hey, you, you got the no game. It's uh, yeah. I, I got was, the no game. I was excited to hear about that game because that game looked like a lot of fun. From what from what it I is a lot of it. fun. And these games are right up my like. Anytime there's a like a really good looking comedy game, such as Octodad or or such as this, I'm my my ears go up. I'm interested. And so this one, uh, you're an intern. Where on, on your first day at a company where the motto is just say yes, you start with zero confidence. And as you're going through the opening cutscene, you can interact and say stuff. But the only thing that you can say is, um, uh, er. And so it's really funny because every time you're trying, you're like, you know, this is the no game. You know, this is the one where there's one button and it's the button no. But the whole time you're hitting the button, you're just going, uh, 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 it's really goofy. <laughs> So uh, your boss forgot his lunchbox and he asks if he can have yours, to which you can say, uh, uh, or he just takes your lunchbox. And so frustrated, you bang your head on the desk. And that's when a tape cassette falls, falls down on your head uh, that belonged to the previous employee who left, who left the job. And you put the tape in, you play it, and it's a motivational tape that teaches you the life-changing word no <laughs> it's got this um this like physical fitness character who's like your trainer who teaches you how to say no and not only how to say no but how to say like different variations of the word no and he pops up from here from here and again from time to time and it's just really funny so the whole game is like as far as gameplay it's a story based on rails knower by that, I mean, it's like a telltale game, but instead of making dialogue choices, you're automatically walking through the story 
and you're blasting everybody in sight with the word no. Mm. Do you just walk through everything and just press a button and just no forever? Or is, are there, I mean, is there gameplay to it is what I'm asking, I guess. Uh, there's light, there's light gameplay to it. From what I saw, so I felt like you were just hitting a button. It's like, you know, press to win. And you just keep saying no and you, you know, you go through the story. So, yeah, I would, ex- I, I would go into this game expecting, expect a telltale game, expect, um, to focus more on the story and the comedy and the writing and the animation, which are all top notch and with light, light gameplay in there. So the light gameplay comes in that you can have variations of the word. No. And certain characters require that those variations to, to defeat them. So there's an angry. No, which uh, you hit the D pad to switch to your different nos. Uh, there's a cold. No, which is uh, probably my favorite one. It's just like, you're, you you can't be bothered. Like the guys, the the fitness guy says, imagine you're a penguin in the Antarctic, and a seal offers you ice cream, but you've already had some, so you just say no. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, he's got some funny quotes in there, and that's one of them. Uh, the last one is a silly no, where you're just you're like practically singing the no joyfully. So it's a really funny game. I can't recommend it enough, especially if you like simple story-based games. My nephew loved it. I would say this is a game that if you got a five-year-old, they're going to enjoy it because kids love to say the word no. And just to go through the world blasting adults and saying no, it was just so much fun for him. He was practically jumping up and down with the controller, getting so excited about it. (laughs) Obviously, he could probably play it too, right? If If it's fairly simplistic with the saying the no oh yeah 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 he figured it out pretty quick have you guys played among the sleep it sounds familiar is it the sequel to among us Is it like among us but just like a slumber party yeah all all of the susses are all sleeping now in space that's what it is what it is they've all they've all sussed elsewhere or something yeah among the sleep is uh, it's the one that i played the least so far but the premise is, is really cool you're a baby. You're two, a two-year-old, a toddler. And on your second birthday, your mom gives you a teddy bear. And the teddy bear comes uh, comes to life when your mom is not around and tells you to do things. Like so it's Fred. Yeah, someone some like that. But basically, it's, so far, it seems like it's going to be a childhood fears simulator. It's a horror <laughs> game where you're a baby and everything in the dark, you know, it all goes bump in the night. And the teddy bear is legit creepy. The way he speaks to you and he hasn't done anything yet. He hasn't like had the, the inevitable outburst or whatever is going to happen, but you just like, know it's coming. So I'm, I'm intrigued to play more. And this was the biggest discount so far. So it was 25. I got it for seven bucks. Yeah. That's, a good deal. that's, that's really cheap. I mean, I'm watching videos of it right now and it's, I mean, it's very, you know, it's fully 3d. That bears really weird looking. It's everybody's got like this really weird, like, creepy art design to them it's really interesting yeah. from what i've seen of it yeah and it's, it's it is interesting like when your mom picks you up and like you're being carried down the hallway and you can look over her and, like she looks huge she's like kind of at a skewed angle so it's all kind of uh, unsettling not unlike spinch um yeah i want to play this game even even more i found out about it i was watching uh cinemasker they were playing this game and it intrigued me ever since that. Uh, I did get my game and watch in the mail. 
So yeah. I enjoyed playing around with that and trying to see what little Easter eggs were in there and everything. It is just as Jeremy said, you know, it's just classic Mario Brothers and it's a sort of a tchotchke. Mm. But for 40 bucks, which is still on sale, by the way, at Best Buy. Uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's worth it. I'm I'm glad I got it, especially because it's going to pair well with the other one whenever that comes. Did you beat it? No, I didn't play through it all the way. I just kind of tried everything here and there. I keep mine nearby because I just like to look at it. It's so pretty. Got it right here too. I've been keeping it on my desk. I have a desk organizer, and for a while I was keeping the clock on. But then I got concerned because I don't know how fast this screen is really going to burn out if it's really like left there. It's a clock all day long. Yeah, right. Like, is it? Yeah, is it gonna like burn in? I would hope that they would do some sort of, I don't know, something on there to where it would, you know, where it wouldn't burn in because because they want mm. you to do that. I don't know. Do you think there'd be a setting like that or something for it? Because like, doesn't this isn't the switch supposed to have that? Like, a, some sort of, I don't mm. know, way that it lessens it to where I don't know how all that stuff works. I guess I wasn't so concerned about the burn in that I was more concerned about the screen just like going dead from for, being for on being, all the time yeah. if it was yeah, yeah. if it was a clock you know mm-hmm. so i it think it's not have an alarm that's the worst part what do you uh, that's strange we we were uh, we were talking in the slack about like you know how this thing needs like a stand that type of thing yeah do you guys uh do you guys think that that stand is real cuz cuz uh, i i sent i sent john a picture from mm-hmm. the direct and in the direct it shows like the zelda one inside of this like um, mm. green case that has a Triforce on the side. Do you think that's real? I think re- it is. Do you think that's real or do you think that was just something that was in the video? So. I was trying to figure it out. I'm like, I'm like, is that because I, I, I was like, well, the new one has a stand because it shows it being sat up in the video. Mm. But I'm like, is I that just, that, is that not a thing that you get? I don't know. I, I, I think can't figure it out. I think it's real because in the the box, it looks like about the size and shape of the of the cardboard that this came packed in. And I think that instead of having that cardboard, they've just got the stand that took everybody's, you know, suggestions and demands. And probably a lot of people wanted to stand because this thing is a clock. You need to sit it up and there's no kickstand or anything on here. So I think that's what happened. I wouldn't be surprised if they put out an identical one to sell separately for, for the Mario one as well. So I wonder also like, um, if since these game of watches look basically identical, mm-hmm. if they're not like doing the variation in the packaging instead, like if it's just on that basic of a level where they're like, we got to make sure people realize this is a different product than the Mario one. So let's go oh, package. Let's true. have them be, you know, easily distinguishable from each other because show wise, they look the same. True. That's true. And this one, the Mario one, it comes with uh, on the package. There's a, clear plastic that goes over it so i'm wondering if maybe it's just there's the clear plastic and maybe there's something printed on the plastic now the the box is really cool i love the the mario box it's got like a little writing on it and stuff little messages yeah. yeah and you open it up on the tab it says thank you for buying it or whatever so, yeah i'm glad you got this i think uh me too i'm gonna was... be getting the zelda one you probably will as well i would imagine oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah i'm locked in now that's at least twice as cool i mean not only is it more games, but they're games where you can save your progress, and it has an alarm. It's a countdown alarm, but it's still an alarm. Oh yeah, yeah. I it, I think I think if I ever was out in the world 
and I happen to see the Mario one on sale, I might that that would maybe mm-hmm. that would give me more, you know, more like a impetus to buy it or whatever. But I don't look. You should happen to, to find yourself at a Best Buy. Yeah, the next couple yeah. of days. I mean, I, I I mean, who knows? I mean, I won't probably be the Best Buy, but I don't know if you find one at Target and it's the same price, maybe. But these buttons on Zelda might be a little annoying. We're gonna see. You think so? Especially well, especially the original Zelda, but I can't even imagine Zelda or yeah, Zelda two with a with these gummy buttons. Oh yeah, are they like squishy? They're squishy. Yeah, they're kind of. I mean, there's a click to them a little bit. Is the control pad like, like that too? Was that is the control pad squishy too? No, the control pad's pretty. The control pad is is standard is tight. Yeah, control pad is uh-huh. let's say better than the Switch Pro controller. Yeah, well, most most things are, and and the uh, yeah the lack of D pad on the Joy Cons as well. Yeah, everybody should pick that up. Oh wow, your cats are running to Best Buy right now. They they need them. <laughs> I can see them right there. <laughs> so all in all, with all the things that I bought last week, uh, the the suggested price was one hundred four ninety six, and I paid sixty seven forty six. I saved saved thirty seven fifty. So they're pretty good for the E3 sales. There you go. I didn't I didn't keep track of my sales for the E3 thing, but I think it was maybe like I don't know, forty dollars maybe. Or maybe less. I don't about know. About the same as I did. Most of the time it's just kind of like I see it and I'm like, oh that's a good price. And then I just go for it. Because and that's where Yeah, I saved a lot happens. on uh let's see, Pikmin was like thirty something. Oh, yeah, Pikmin was like, was like 40, forty, it was forty, right? Yeah, forty one like ninety nine is is how they how low my, they go. Uh, yeah, and I use my gold coins that I've been saving for a while. So it ended up being like thirty three something. But I don't know, the gold coins were they're not part of the E three sale. I preloaded Tony Hawk's Pro Skater one and two. I did it. Oh, very nice. Points. So you got the other game. Did you I got uh, the other one? Yep. D- yeah, I forgot that was this week. Did you get the deluxe edition? I see there's a deluxe edition on there. Where you Oh, get, I didn't even see that. Where you get like an extra character. Which is oh, weird. I, probably, yeah. I mean if that's all it is, I wouldn't care. I, I don't I mean that's it says uh the Ripper character from Powell Peralta, the iconic skeleton, makes its debut on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, and comes with its own secret tricks and boards. Unique, unique 80s, 80s era outfits for Tony Hawk. Steve Cal, Cal, you get unique 80s era outfits for Tony Hawk, Steve Cavallaro, and Rodney Mullen. Also, unique retro content for Create a Skater mode boards, clothes, shoes, and gear. So it looks like it's all yeah. just like creator stuff surface stuff i just i didn't know new level yeah go for it i didn't know there was any sort of dlc on there but i i was just checking the releases for the week and i was like oh shit yeah there's a deluxe version of tony hawk weird so like the yeah the regular version is 40 and the deluxe is 50 and it comes out on the 25th as well the 25th is going to be a pretty exciting day because yeah, you got 40 you got tony hawk you got mario golf you got the demos for world ends with you and Monster Hunter stories too, so be a lot to do on that day. It'll be nice to have a Tony Hawk game. I don't think I've bought one since Tony Hawk three. Wow. Twenty years ago. How much how much did you play of one and two? Did you play them on sixty four at all? Uh yes, I had the I had one on sixty four. Did I did you play two? Play, I played two here. I played. I remember playing the demo of two on the Dreamcast. Yeah, I was going to say, did you did you play two on Dreamcast? Because I think that was the best version of that game. At the time, was Tony Hawk yeah, Two on Dreamcast? I never Dreamcast. owned it. 
Yeah. So I mean, it's it all it all like I've said before, it all kind of is about how much you care about Tony Hawk One and Two as games, as to how much you like it. But the presentation is fantastic. Like I like I said, I think it looks incredible. I think this. I mean, the songs. A lot of the songs are in there. There's new songs that are really really good. So the soundtrack is great. And it's just it just makes you wish that there was another Tony Hawk game that was new. <laughs> that's that's what I felt right when I saw it. I was like, this is great. Just make it make a new one. You know. Make a new one that's like the old ones, but still good. You know, that's, that's kind of what it made me feel like when I was playing it. I wonder if that's what they were doing with this one, just kind of testing the waters. Sure, yeah. yeah it's cheaper to do a, a remake. They don't have to do design all the new levels and all that stuff. And the work's kind of laid out for them. So maybe they were saying, hey, are people still interested in Tony Hawk if we do a really good job on this remake? And yeah, it seems like it was doing pretty well. It made quite a bit of noise when it came out, and now it's out on switch so yeah i I think of the fact that it's being released for switch means it did well sure yeah you're right true i I think it it did well i mean i I don't know i saw a lot of people talking about it i know uh what was it um holmes he 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 played a lot of it when he when he was on here i remember him talking about it i'm excited i'll be playing it in 24 hours yeah you will thursday night yeah we're almost there so it's like not that not that far away and i will be (laughs) I'll be playing. I will be fucking hitting some golf balls too, and it'll be Same and things. I'll be exciting. I mean, I will be excited. It will be exciting. Everything, everything will be exciting. Yeah. I went back to Hitman Three this week after an extended break, and man, that game was so much fun. I was just kind of messing around because I've had a lot to do this week, and, and you know, like, to get into the missions and stuff. Like sometimes those missions can take you an hour and a half if you really want to play it and play it well. Mm-hmm. So I just decided to jump in and mess around. Um, and what I did was there's a suburban level uh, where you're just walking through like a peaceful suburb and everything. I decided to give myself the clown costume and I was knives only. So I went and stabby murder clowned everybody in town. Wow. I must have killed 100 people. <laughs> but it was, it was some good, clean, awful fun. Did Did you ever get to try any of that DLC stuff that you bought? Or have you still not? Because wasn't there a oh, the DLC? Yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah. There's actually there's a they have the seven deadly sins uh, DLC that I bought. Um, I've dug into it here and there, not not too not as much as I as I'd like to. I just kind of got sidetracked by other games and and you know, work obligations that kind of thing. It's a different tone to it. It's definitely like a sinister tone. It stands out from the the main game. You have this voice that's whispering to you and. Almost like if you were like hearing voices, etc. It's the, the old devil on the shoulder, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of it's unsettling again to use that word again. Manhunt Especially if you're playing with your headphones on, because you feel like he's like whispering in your ear. I mean, that's that's how Manhunt was originally. I'm sure we mentioned that last time. It where that's they're like somebody's in your ear, like encouraging you to you know, mm-hmm. to kill people. And your idea was, the idea was like, will you do what they tell you to do or not? And that was supposed to be the inter- interesting thing of Manhunt, mm-hmm. you know, and all that stuff, which I never, pl- I never played the first one, but somebody, you know, a friend of mine described it to me in that way. And I was like, oh, you know, that sounds kind of interesting. Then of the course, game, there's yeah. so much content to this, this game. It, it's, it's, it's certainly the best 60 bucks. Well, I spent a lot more than 60 bucks on it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a lot more. <laughs> even the initial, just even just the Hitman Three game alone, there, there's a lot to it, and they just keep building on it. And, and if you enjoy it, if you enjoy the Hitman series, there's a lot on offer. 
So everyone should check out that uh, demo and see what they think. Yeah, we. I mean, we we still have yet to get that to work. So to get to try it out, but yeah, I've tried a few times. So. You actually got it to work, or it didn't? No, no, I still haven't gotten to try the missions or whatever. Just that initial demo. Oh, okay. Just the so because I, I was trying to figure it out, trying to see how how I could help you out with that. But because I've bought the game, my menu is different, and I can't quite see what someone who doesn't own the game would see. Oh yeah, yeah. You'd have to. What if? What if you like? Would you be able to like start like a new account and get in there and try to play it? Or no, I guess it would work the same because you'd still be able to do it on your own system. I was trying to see if there's a way around it. Great. Because you can play every game on your system with any account, so you would have to buy like another Switch and then (laughs) and then use a different account. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but supposedly you're able to try different missions and stuff. Other than the the ten minute uh, Dubai level, I don't know exactly how that works, but I, I recommend this game a lot. It's, I mean, it's going to be your number. I mean, I think it's holding the spot oh, yeah. forever for your number one game of the year. So, yeah, from early on, yeah. I don't see how no any, surprises I don't there. See how see how any would think and beat it. I mean, maybe Tony Hawk if you really like that. I don't know. Well, uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna have like a shorter episode that we normally do on this one just because of busyness. But why don't we just do like a quick like like quick fire news stuff? Like not a sure. you know not going to get into it too much, but just stuff that we feel like we need to say. Sure. Um, there's a you know I said this week's pretty big as far as releases go, like Mario Golf and and uh, Tony Hawk and all that. But there's like a it looks like there's a bunch of other shit that came out like World Worms Rumble just kind of just popped out out of nowhere the worm smash brothers game that's out there the tokyo 2020 olympics is already out with the the guy in the sonic suit which we saw alex kids on there the remake of alex kid which i wanted to play legend of mana's up now for 30 dollars, which is a little high but i heard i saw it was getting some really good reviews and stuff mm-hmm. like that that's that's all out there right now so there's some Lots, lots of stuff, lots of stuff going on. It's a, one of those wallet breaking weeks, as, as they would say that on many YouTube things. Um, this one I just have to mention because it intrigued Jeremy and I quite a bit. But there's a, there was kind of a maybe a rumor or a, a leak ish thing of a Castlevania Advance collection happening. About that, yeah. There was an, a rating for it and an uh, Australian classification board. And what does it say on there? Circle of the Moon, Harmony of Dissonance, and Aria of Sorrow, plus the original Castlevania game, which I guess was on Game Boy Advance also. That's, I mean, this is something we've talked about like a million times, so I feel like it's something we should mention because I know that was a game that Jeremy, I mean, we, you know, we talked about it a few episodes ago about like, you know, you playing the Game Boy Advance for the first time Mm -hmm. and me having Circle of the Moon and then, then Harmony of Dissonance coming out and it was, they tried to make it so bright because Circle of the Moon was so dark, mm-hmm. and then Aria of Sorrow was like the perfect one out of all of them. And yep. we even did Jeremy and I. We even did like a dual stream thing with it at one point, where you did like the, where you, where you did like the split screen yeah. thing of both of our, you know, what we were playing. We were trying to play it at the same time and all that I stuff. Think it was a fifteenth anniversary or something yeah. like that. Yeah, where you played it. We I think we both played it on the Game Boy Player, but you had the uh, HD version. Oh no, no, or were you playing on Wii on Wii U? I think I might have been playing on Wii U. You might have been playing on Wii U. I had to have been. I don't yeah. have that game. I but, have a 
Yeah, I don't have any of the Game Boy games. So I want them. Well, I have Circle of the Moon, but I want the other two. Oh, you don't have the cartridge. R- regardless, I have Circle of the Moon, yeah. but I want the other two ones so bad. Yeah, regardless, I really want this to be a real thing because that would be cool. Because those games are awesome, and I would love to play them again. And speak, speaking of Wii U stuff, I just saw this recently. It's like breaking news, kind of. But apparently, since the announcement of Metroid Metroid Dread, all of the Metroid stuff available on Wii U has like skyrocketed in sales. Like everybody's buying like Metroid Prime Trilogy on there, and they're buying like a uh, Metroid Fusion like off of. So, so people are hitting hitting the Wii U eShop <laughs> lately. I found my uh, yeah. Metroid Prime Three shirt that I bought at Toy Du Jour. Oh yeah, yeah. And I found I also found my. I think you have the same shirt, the uh, NES Remix one with Samus on it. Yeah, yeah. Jess ended up getting that off eBay because it sold like that, you know. So she. Ended I've up still got mine like for wrapped up and it's still in the shrink wrap or whatever. So because I, I also have like price. I also have that shirt that like our, my old roommate. You remember our friend, our friend Megan from Moline. She got mm-hmm. me this like nice, like it's almost like a dress shirt, but it says Metroid Prime on it. It was like it, it came out around the time. It's like got a V neck and it has like the nicer material and all that. So I, so I have that, I have that as well as far Prime, as far maybe. as Metroid stuff goes. Oh yeah, and I have the, uh, I have the Metroid Prime three, uh, pre-sale shirt that you got from GameStop. That's that looks like a worker shirt that says Samus on it, and it says like licensed bounty hunter on the back or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like a, it's like a, a dark green, like um, you know, like a army green color. So, got a bunch. Of, got a bunch of uh, Metroid stuff. But the more the more I have it sink into my head, like the more and more I get excited about it. I'm just like, hey, you know, we're gonna have a Metroid game and a new Metroid game in a couple months. It's like, that's wonderful. I used to love Metroid. Setting records already. I used to, like, as far as Metroid games go. I used to love Metroid back when they were when we had Metroid games. That was my mm-hmm. I claimed that was my favorite series of Nintendo stuff, you know, and then it just disappeared for so long and I feel like it's going to be a huge seller for this because you know, the Switch, so many people have Switches and it's going to come out and I don't, I don't know. know, you could have been playing other M the whole time. You would have been I, I'm thinking about doing it. I'm thinking about playing Other M anyway to, to bring it up. I want to play. I want to play Other M. I want to play Fusion again. Definitely want to play Zero Mission because that game's really good. And you know, Metroid. I, I I mentioned before maybe doing a Patreon dedication to Super Metroid where we all play that game. You know, in anticipation of of it and all that. So I do still have my original copy of Fusion. That's one of my original games I've managed to hold on to for a long time. That was one of my, I consider that to be one of the greatest days of all time was when Metroid Fusion and Metroid Prime released on the same day. Mm-hmm. That was a wonderful day. And they never happen again. Yeah. We had two Metroid games, a 3D one and a 2D one. It was wonderful. And they interacted with each other. And I was, I kept going back and forth in my head on which one I liked more. I, I ultimately decided that I like Prime much more than Fusion, but mm-hmm. I think I thought Prime was easier because you got your life back when you made it to the safe point versus fusion where you don't. But yeah, I want to play, I want to play both of them again. Those... That was after a little Metroid drought too. Cause that was what 1995 was super Metroid. And then prime and fusion were 2001. So that was six years. People were clamoring for Metroid at the time. And then boom, they got two. It, it was, it was really weird that it, it, there was, yeah, there was a big lack of Metroid because Metroid wasn't on, wasn't on uh, 64, so that whole system mm-hmm. was skipped. 
So it was like, you know, we had the original one, NES, Game Boy, and then Super Nintendo, and then nothing. And then it went silent for a while. And it was like, what is what is happening here? And then, then it came back around anyway. Any, anyway, regardless, I'm excited about it. So it's going to be fun to play when it comes out. Doug Bowser just basically kind of like, you know, did his own like PR thing about Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. Which it was kind of, it was like, where's Animal Crossing? Yeah, uh, it seemed, I, I re- actually read it to Jess and she was like, you know, fuck that guy for not talking about it. It's like, well, this we said, while we didn't talk about it during the E3 direct, we absolutely have plans going forward to ensure the 33 million people who have islands out there have new and fun activities to engage with. Look for more to for to come. And it's like, when's the last time either of you played but, Animal Crossing? Uh, whenever the last time was, we all played it for the show. Yeah, same. I, I played it after. I mean, I, you know, I played it sometimes because you guys sent me stuff after that. And I went and, uh, cause I know John sent me the, the cone and Jess sends me a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. too. So I did play it after that, but it was, you know, I did the same thing. I did, walked it's around, over a month. walked around and picked weeds, uh, stepped on all the cockroaches in my house, you know, regular, regular animal crossing fair. But I would, I, I would really like to see some actual updates to it aside from like the, I don't know, just, just the new fish and stuff because yeah there there are you know it, it was a huge deal last year yeah. a lot of people have it like it's yep. and there's a lot of things that we've talked about it before there, there's a lot of things that the game boy the, the the uh not the game boy the 3ds version did that this that the switch version has not got to yet so there is a lot of ways that you can expand the game that it hasn't done yet so there's there's things we can That's do news for doug bowser though New furniture is not going to bring me back. Give me actual multiplayer. That would bring me back. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, they, yeah, they should do other stuff, not just more Nintendo furniture or whatever. I guess we, we talk about some of these anniversaries. I, I was going to say, uh, I, I want to say a couple of things just as updates sure. of what we said about E3. Um, we, we mentioned like uh, Advance Wars is actually going to have online multiplayer. So that's pretty cool. The Advance mm-hmm. Wars reboot, which I I think I'm going to get it just to support the series because I like Advance Wars and all that. And I watched I watched a video about it. Turns out Advance Wars like predates Fire Emblem even. Like the original Famicom Wars is older than Fire Emblem. So I mean, it's kind of cool that it was there before all that. And another thing about the we we talked about the Cruisin' game, the uh, Cruisin' Blast. Uh, Cruisin' Blast is actually an arcade game which came out in 2017. So it's four years old, but I don't. But it was never released on a on a system. And that's what's coming to Switch. And it is being developed... Well, it was developed by Eugene Jarvis, who is the creator of the other cruising games. So you were right, John. It is in the same in the same world. And also, weirdly enough, the same guy, Eugene Jarvis, he also made a Fast and Furious arcade game, which was released on Wii, called Cruisin'. Minus all of the Fast and Furious stuff. They just kind of took all the stuff that was copyright out of there. And called it Cruisin' and released it on yeah. Wii. Yeah, but it is the Fast and the Furious arcade game, which I have played, which is pretty cool. So, I don't know. I watched a video of it, and they showed a whole bunch of tricks and stuff, and it does kind of look a lot like San Francisco Rush, like we were talking about. So, I'm excited for it. I'm yeah. definitely getting that one. It looks good. So, yeah. Do you want to talk about these, uh, some, some whatever's? Uh, yeah, some big anniversaries. So, 30 years for Sonic the Hedgehog. He turned 30. 
on the 23rd of June. There, Jeremy's got the t-shirt to celebrate. There you go. Are any of you guys interested in the Sonic Colors uh, remaster or whatever? Perhaps. I mean, it's a good it's a good game. I'll, I'll tell you that. I, I bought it when I was in my Sonic craze around the time of the movie. I bought it on Wii, and it is quite good. I might get it again. I mean, if it's $60, I'm not going to get it. But if it releases at a lower price, I'd get it and play. I'd rather play it on Switch than Wii, you know. So I'd be willing to give it a go again. As far as new Sonic stuff, I'm more interested in that than anything else. Because I did really like it. And it's considered one of the best one of the best of those. If it's like 30 bucks or something, maybe I'd get it. Yeah, I, for probably, me. Probably a sale game for me. It, it would have to be 30 or less for me. I, I, don't, I wouldn't want to pay like 40 or above on that. Cause I, mm-hmm. or I think I already did that for the Wii version. The Nintendo 64 turned 25. It was released 25 years ago in Japan as of also Nin- same day, 90, June 23rd. 96, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was in high school when that came out. Yeah, I, I always, I yeah, I thought it was 96 because I, I remember it so vividly. I mean, you know, Super Mario 64 is one of my favorite games of all time, and it really blew my mind at oh, the yeah. time. It was one of those Still, things. Still, to this day, I think... It, you know, I, I said before that VR kind of came close, but still, I think 64 is the biggest leap in my mind in video games. The analog stick and, yeah, Mario 64 combined with that analog stick really changed I, everything. Yeah, I don't know if I've really felt the way that I felt about that game. Like, I I just remember just, like, seeing it and I was, I was like, I just want to walk around. I just want right. to walk, I just I, I don't even want to do anything. I just want to walk around, you know, and I haven't really felt like that in a, for a game since I think <laughs> since yeah. that one I was just so blown away. By it's the like way I can't that, believe my yeah. TV is doing this. I feel like my yeah. TV is now worth a million dollars. Yeah. I was just like I just want to fucking walk around and look at shit, you know, <laughs> cuz it's great and I played the crap out of it. As you know, I've done, you know, there's a whatever. I did a speed run or my own speed run on YouTube. You can watch it. And the last anniversary, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time 3D is 10 years old, released wow. on June 19th, 2011. Yeah, the the 3DS version of it, 10 years. 3DS Even the remakes are getting old, guys. Yeah, yeah, right. That was the one I always thought of you, John, when that came out, because when the DS came around, you said that you always just wanted to play Zelda handheld or Ocarina of mm-hmm. Time on the go, and then you finally yep. could. There it was. For 3DS. I mean, it was for it was the... For the successor to that, but it did eventually get there. Mm-hmm. I would, I mean, I would love to see those 3D versions on Switch. I don't know if we'll actually get it, but but it would be cool if it happened. Nintendo will give Forever Entertainment significant financial support in a new publishing deal. Forever Entertainment is the the they're the guys that made the Panzer Dragoon remake. Oh yeah, so it sounds like maybe yeah, they're I kind saw of bringing that. them. Yeah. Sounds like maybe they're becoming what would it be a second party, something mm-hmm. like like retro. Or like um, the major one, don't forget, my favorite second party, Monolith. Oh, yeah. Monolith Soft. Those guys are badass. Breath of the Wild, Xenoblade, Animal Crossing, Monolith. They say several Switch games are coming out of this deal. That's so. cool. That's cool, though. I mean, that, that's a great idea. I mean, if they're, because what, they did They did the uh, Panzer Dragoon. They got House. Mm-hmm. They got House of the Dead coming out, you know. Bring us some more. Bring us some more forgotten Sega stuff. I know there was those Sega those Sega um, surveys that they did where they were asking you about. You know, they've talked about like re you know bringing stuff back in. There's that kind of uh, isn't there like that kind of uh, Jet Grind radio game that's not Sega but it's produced by Sega. There's like 
it's like somewhere right. in between. Same with like the crazy taxi that isn't crazy taxi, but there's, they have a bunch of stuff that I would really love to see brought back around. It would probably never happen, but my, my like, you know, pie in the sky dream would be like, just give me like a fantasy star RPG, not online, just a regular fantasy star RPG. This 3d is what I want. <laughs> that's, that's what I want from Sega games or yeah, or yeah, is a game on switch, but it's never going to happen. <laughs> There's just two more things that I wanted to mention. One was an amazing article was posted on Kotaku kind of confounded me when I saw it posted on Facebook. Oh yeah. But, uh, it's just called video game article. And basically this Kotaku writer posted an amazing takedown of video game articles. It's a satire. Oh no. They, yeah, yeah they were a hundred percent right. I mean, it, it, it basically, yeah, points out the ridiculousness of the way that like news is posted, whatever nowadays, where it's like it's basically like one site posts a thing, and then twenty other sites uh, post that same thing, and that's the way like quick clickbait or whatever works now. And it somebody was pissed off or didn't want to work there anymore, or whatever. You know, it seemed like a real dig at the company and the industry in general. Yeah, everybody should read this article. It, it's amazing. If you've ever, if, you, if you're like us and you make a habit of reading video game news articles, you're going to find a lot to, to laugh at in this. I mean, and, um, they were, they were definitely right. Like I said, this is definitely how it works. And it's, it, it's annoying. And it, what really annoys me is like stuff that's considered articles, which basically it's like, Hey, this thing happened on this show. And it's like, if you would have watched the show, you wouldn't have to read this article. It's, it's so dumb. Like a lot of it's like, Hey, did you know this thing happened? And it's just, it's just somebody who read a book or like watched a show and that all of a sudden that's an article. It's like, this is dumb. It's like, here, here's what happened on Netflix this week. The article click on it. It's like, yeah, somebody's meeting their quota for the week. It's stupid. Like it happens all the time though. You see it all over the place where it's like, oh yeah, this isn't actually really a news story. This is just somebody read a thing and put it on there. Like, like people, right. people post like, like I listened to, you know, uh, Kevin Smith's podcast, uh, fat man beyond. And people post stuff that he said on his podcast as news. Mm. What? <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, uh, this just Kevin Smith said this. It's like, okay, uh, 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 why is I don't understand. I understand why this counts as news. It's I don't know. It's we live in a dumb time, yeah. but whatever. Yeah. The last thing that I wanted to mention because I wanted to end this podcast episode on you know, on a positive note here. Uh, that there was a hedge fund that took massive losses thanks to the Wall Street bets GameStop saga, and they are shutting down. Oh, so this oh, is oh yeah, White Square Capital. Uh, they're going kaput. They claim it's unrelated to the game. <laughs> what happened to with GameStop? Oh, but uh, yeah, like um, losing tons and tons of money is unrelated to not having enough money. <laughs> so so like some some rich people did get screwed over in that whole yep. GameStop that's debacle. That's good. I yep. mean that's what they were going for, right? Wasn't that the idea? Like to fuck up the system? Yeah. From the yeah, inside. Took one of them down. All right. There you go. Well, I I think I'm good. Tonight. Do you guys don't have anything else to say to you on this? That's it for me. All right. Well, that has been episode 276. Uh thanks everybody for listening to us and all that. And if you like hearing our voices and you want to hear extra bonus, exciting members-only content, you can go to patreon.com slash Podcast, and you can hear over 30 extra episodes of us, of Nintendo Main, and How Is It Now. It's only available on the Patreon feed, and you can access those for only a dollar a month. 
not to mention uh you know videos bonus videos and uh merchandise and stuff like that that's on there so check that out at patreon.com slash nintendo main podcast and also uh we're at youtube.com slash nintendo main podcast whenever i'm done with this job in like four weeks i'll be back on twitch.tv slash nintendo main podcast uh stream streaming some more stuff and uh if you want to hear another podcast where jess and i talk about old movies and how they are now listen to how is it now we just did an episode about Boys Don't Cry, which is uh, if you want to know how people, how woke 1999 was and how trans folk were talked about, listen to that. <laughs> We'd uh, talk, it's very ahead of the time, ahead of the curve, I think, at the time. It's a shame that uh, somebody had to get murdered for them to pay attention and make a movie about it, but still, I think it's pretty good for the time. But yeah, check that out. But well, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Trey Mikowski. And uh, thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next week. See you. I got a bunch of E3 demos. I got a bunch of E3. I got a bunch of games on sale from the E3 sales. I I got a bunch of games from the E3 sales. <laughs>